Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. What's going on, Brew Crew? This is Will Kern from Endless Events, and welcome back to the Event Brew Podcast. We have two amazing co-hosts with me today. I uh, am very lucky to be sitting virtually across from Nick Brelli of All Seated. Nick, how are you doing? Well, how about yourself? Very good, very good. And the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Westling from One West Events up in Canada. How are you doing? Howdy. How's it going? Awesome. Awesome. You're a myth. I'm the myth. Uh, kid. Myth- That's mythological. Good. It's going to get a little crazy today. So, uh, yeah, before we get into today's topic, though, um, what do you guys got going on in your cup? Uh, mine never makes a cup, it stays in its tin. <laughs> uh, just uh, cycling through these spin drifts. I mean, I, I, did, I did throw it back to the old school of the monster earlier, but now. Oh, wow. That's a great winding. can. That's a great can, though. It's a great the, the Monster Energy drinks. I, I have to admit, like my my son was feeling because it's like textures to it. Yeah, you know, like it, it's like bumps wow, and stuff. It's because wow. you got to really grip onto it. Once you start getting the shakes, it's literally what I told my son. He's like, "Why are they like this?" I'm like, "Number one, if you feel that, then don't drink that." Uh, <laughs> and he, he's like, "Is it alcohol?" I'm like, "Sure, you know that's bad." So let's just say it's that. Uh, but uh, I think it's, it's okay to teach kids that monster drinks aren't good. That's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to, you know, like it's, yeah, I just I know that it's bad. That. Yeah. We should have had that talk with you. Yeah. Just anything, in a, anything in a tall can you should avoid. <laughs> yeah. Wait, even fair. Arizona tea. Uh, yes. Don't, don't uh, drink yeah, Arizona tea. What can be oh. good in Arizona tea? Uh, hmm. uh, the tea. Good. Yeah. Slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor and don't sue us, please. <laughs> Please don't. It's actually not from Arizona, by the way. Uh, mm, <laughs> Dust, Dustin, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I just realized that I am drinkless. I came flying in to be on time, and I didn't grab a drink on my way by. Ooh, so when you do ooh. your when you do your bed, I'm going to sneak over to the fridge and get a nice cold Michelob Ultra, just so you can all make fun of me. Ooh. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, well, uh, we won't make fun of you. How about that? We'll yeah, be, that's we'll be nice. unlikely. What kind of Michelob are you drinking? <laughs> I'm well, drinking uh, Starbucks. So because, um, you know, Tui's not here today um, and I'm feeling extremely basic drinking Starbucks, I'm also staying in California. So I am your resident Californian oh. for today. Uh, for what brings week. you to the uh, the sunny state or whatever it's called? Um, other than drinking green tea, oat milk lattes. Um, That's nice. <laughs> uh, my uh, my girlfriend actually uh, her she worked just got a new job working remotely and her company that she works for is based in California so they were like hey we want to bring you over here to see the ropes about what we do and they like install turf and stuff so um, yeah really really cool they just basically we were already on our way over here for 
President's Day weekend. They're like, come on over and spend a week. So when I'm did, chilling. When in did you nab a girlfriend? I didn't know this. I know. Um, is that, well, like, was, is that was, also an announcement it, it, today? It, it must have. It must have been in between the episodes uh, when you weren't here. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, no, I, uh, you know we met uh, like middle of last year, little oh, last wow. year or so. Can't yeah. wait to your new podcast that you do with her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, talking turf or something. Talking talking turf. Tough turf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, it's actually it's, it's been cool to see her do her thing. But you know, uh, this is actually the first time. Sorry, this is getting totally off topic. But this is the first time. I've been brought on a work trip Aww. because I'm usually the one <laughs> traveling and being like, hey, come along with me. I'm going to another city for the fourth time this uh, this year, you know, and so it's been it's been pretty cool. And have so. you been checking out the innovations in turf? Anything you'd like to report? Um, just that it's very good for the environment because it saves some water and that's why yeah. they love it here in hmm. Orange County. Yeah. And that there's lots of different types of turf. And mm-hmm. I will say I was walking on some turf, not the probably her company's product but i was like wow this feels like grass mm. um so i think that uh you know it's come a long way since the days of playing soccer in it the one time and like burning your legs mm. um, i could i could probably like he- listen to you talking about turf for like at least 30 <laughs> more seconds before i kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's great let's let's end the topic right there no, no. And say that for- <laughs> i do have fo- i do have follow-up questions but i'll i'll hold them for a private one-on-one <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i just like every once in a while i'm like I talk about stuff. I'm like, hey, at least we do something that's fun and cool. We get to talk about all these cool things. And then now I'm going to say, like, what if we had to talk about turf all day? I mean, I'm sure you get excited about it, but there must be a threshold for everyone. You get to a point you're like, oh, boy, it's turf well, today. I feel really bad for, like, the, the furniture company or, like, the outdoor turf company that does it for events right now. That one listener who's like, runs a turf company yes. for outdoor events like, is like, yes, turf. Oh, man, they're just digging on me oh, right no. now. <laughs> no, I love, I love turf. I'm, I'm all about the artificial turf. It's pretty cool. Uh, hmm. Definitely very cool. Well, hey, let's um, while you uh, <laughs> while Dustin goes and gets a Michelob Ultra, um, let's dive into uh, the topic for this week because we have an absolutely banging topic. So, um, thank you first of all, thank you to all of our listeners for always submitting questions and starting conversations. I um, mean, even sometimes uh, br- stirring it up with us as well. Um, so we have a ton of questions that we'd love to answer. So I picked out a question from uh, our a lucky listener out there, and uh, I did not tell Nick or Dustin what the question was, so they're going to come in completely blind into this one. Um, if you did, do you yeah. think we'd still be going in blind? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Give us do a lot of Do you think that credit. would change anything? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't we'll, know. Did yeah. give we'll, us a we'll chance give to do us, our normal research. And, yeah. Uh, we'll give us a week. Let's see how we do. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> an A-B a, test, that'd be fun. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I guess, yeah, too, because this the, the show is really about, like, your raw reactions to stuff. And, like, it's all opinion-based. So, you know, we don't really do much research for this podcast in any sort of way. So we felt, right. both Nick and I felt really not equipped to have the turf conversation, just so you know. So, <laughs> a heads up. Yeah. A heads up next time would be really next appreciated. Time. Thank <laughs> you. For the scripted episode. You're very welcome. Um, um, okay, so um, so this question comes in from Chris Knight. Um, thank you, Chris Knight, for the question. And regarding the episode of Social Networks, Is It Time to Log Off?, which was our episode, um, which everyone should go back and listen to, of course, where we talked about you know, the end of kind of social media networks and, um, you know, uh, is it this opportunity for the community model within events? And, you know, what does the future of events kind of look like when there's this desire for people to get off these massive social networks like Facebook, for example? 
So, um, so yeah, so there's a quick uh, reminder in case anyone forgot uh, about that episode. But our, So Chris asks us, most promotion of events occurs online through social media ads, websites, and pages of certain websites used to market events. With people's continued distrust of social media brands and people starting to stray away from diff- but from different social media apps they use daily, is there going to be a way to pull off a successful event without the use of social media marketing as a dominant force for promotion of the event? Could this be only successful for small events or would this be possible for large scale events in communities where uh, social media is not the main force of promotion? So, yeah. So I guess the question is like, how the hell do you promote events when there is no social media? You spend you spend a lot more money <clears throat> yeah. to begin with. So you you can still get in front of people. People aren't leaving the internet. They're leaving these sort of big social platforms. So you can still get in front of them. It's just going to cost you a hell of a lot more money to do it. And there's no there's no replacement for online advertising. It's we're not going back to the yellow pages. We're not going back to direct mail. So it's it's going to be clever marketers figuring out how to continue to get in front of you online wherever it is that you go because I don't think we're logging off any more than we are. Um so and it's just going to cost you more money, which is which is kind of in line with and I'll let Nick jump into this, but the cost of advertising on those social platforms has skyrocketed. Do you remember when it used to be like you could put $10 on a post on Facebook and it would reach 20,000 people and now you mm-hmm. you're paying that for impressions. It's it's crazy how much it's gone up. So so yes, I think that there's lots of avenues to uh to to advertise on and I think Google is the winner of this fight for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I think that that uh Inorganics gain is organics gain. So for me, it would be. I think people are spending just as much time online, I, uh, if not if not more. Uh, they may be spending less time on social uh, networks, uh, or their trust in social networks is at least down. Uh, but I think that the time that they're spending online means that there's other avenues that you can get into, which I would say if your primary means of uh, attendance growth is through organic social media, good for you, for starters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you must be must be have a really, uh, I don't know, fervent niche crowd. But uh, I would say uh, shift towards um, programmatic advertising where mm-hmm. it's uh more of a finer target and it follows you to where you would go anywhere on the internet uh in addition to that i would look at ppc and uh and paper click paper click sorry yeah sorry Jerry yeah Jail. uh in that instance uh i would uh, have more advertising that is that's delivering value all the uh, content marketing but in a, in a pay-per-click fashion so instead of just uh promoting your event and register now which is kind of you know boring and obviously that that's not a replacement for the kind of stuff you'd have on social uh deliver content uh through advertising and say that you know the five ways you can blah 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 that are you know uh judicial to the the content so i i would just basically say the the free days are over mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to pay up uh mm-hmm. and and figure out accordingly how you have to um increase your sponsorships and uh, potentially get your sponsors on board with the advertising itself and maybe co-brand uh, some of your, mm-hmm. your advertising. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. have the L- content you guys be sourced by your sponsor. Link, link, up, link up with those that have big followings and that are... Well, influencer marketing is always... A, yeah. yeah. I mean, the brand content is really terrible on social for sure, but engagement with people, mm-hmm. uh, specifically on social media, is is generally pretty good. So all the things that come with... 
influencer marketing. I feel like you've will uh, endless has done a lot of stuff on influencer marketing. I think I did a whiteboard Wednesday on it a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So how to do influencer marketing is out there. But uh, in addition to that, uh, think about your sponsors as uh, credible authorities uh, and and have have part of their sponsorship be content creation that they mm-hmm. create. And you host, uh, it, they will promote it themselves. Uh, you're paying them to do work for you, which is great. Uh, and, uh, and then you can also promote that uh, in, in various channels. And I think the other parallel issue to people logging off of social sites is that it's getting harder and harder to maintain email um, <clears throat> email campaigns and, and email lists and it's getting more and more restrictive as to how you can contact people through email so that that also is you know if you are a promoter or you have an event where you need to constantly stay in touch with people you better have a really good year-round content plan that keeps them engaged and doesn't get them mm-hmm. to to unsubscribe from you because I think I think email marketing still has still has some skin in the game as long as you can keep people and um, and that's getting harder and harder. I mean, I'm I just had to tell somebody no, they can't have an email list for an organization that I'm with because it's not legal anymore in Canada. You can't just pass that stuff around. So so yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting interesting couple. I wish of years. I wish we had another voice to answer this question. You know, you mm-hmm. know, I just really wish that <laughs> Tui was here. Yeah, where is that? Us. Where is that gal? In true Tui fashion, that's very on brand for me, you guys. I am tardy for Yeah, to it's the also very off brand for us to start on time, so you, you, you get a bit of a pass. I know. I was like, how are you recording so fast there already? Is a, there's a what are we talking about, boys? There's color coding. It's it's a whole new world in 2020. Tui, before we tell oh, you what we're nice. doing, can you tell me where you are? Because this place looks spectacular. I looked at your photos today. With the like, the rope, Phoenix. The rope oh. she's in Phoenix. The rope stair the rope staircase thing with the stuff on the walls. I thought it was your apartment at first. Well, that is my apartment, that one, but now I'm at the London West Hollywood Hotel, which is beautiful. There's like four mirrors in my bathroom. Wow. And so there's it's incredible here. I'm here for the smart meetings, SoCal regional fam. Wow. It's like this to Today is the reception, and then tomorrow is you, like a full day. You are just on the move, so. you know. You got a charmed I am, life too. I ah, <laughs> well, th- this is my favorite part, and it's of hanging out with you guys. Oh. So, um, yeah, and I'm drinking my sparkling water, my big glass bottle, because it's I've been rushing around all day today. But I'm glad I can jump in on this conversation. Mm. What are we talking about? <laughs> so we're talking about what does the world of events look like? marketing wise like how do you market events without social media um question coming in from uh chris knight one of our listeners asking about that so um uh, while you're thinking about that too um i'll just chime in with a little re-summarizing a little bit about like what dustin nick were kind of talking about definitely i feel like yeah it's gonna definitely get more expensive to do events but you know it's gonna be interesting to see you know on the influencer marketing play side of things will influencers really exist without social media you know and I think there's a yes, but they yes. will have their own platforms, you know? Yeah, um, they're, they're going to move They're going to move to the trendiest platform at the time. So the thing you can trust with social media influencers is that they're going to go wherever the audience is. So you have to worry less about that. So if you're still, if Facebook is still your primary marketing place, then you are 10 years behind where you need to go. And, and yeah, but I mean, so social media influencers also aren't for everything. So if you are trying to sell the Senior Homes of America National Conference to people, then you're probably not going to find a lot of influencers to do that for you. 
Mm. I, I think partnering up uh, and figuring out places to market because like well the big thing that we're talking about too when it comes to like the death of social media is the death of networks that live based on gathering data on you you know like some could argue that like youtube for example is a social network it totally but is. Where, but the reason why youtube crushes it is that they pay they're, they're getting paid based on visits and views and mm-hmm. better content it's so like you know yeah yeah, TikTok's yeah. the same way, right? Like the content, the content creators are getting paid per views, so they're mm. they're mm. creating bigger and better and more viral content. Yeah, yeah I mean everything yeah. that's going on in the world of streaming too, uh, as far as uh, like gaming and other like industries that like really uh, work off of those influencers are completely to the side of social media, but it's the same game. It's just a different place to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really just depends on, on your demographics and uh, like where they, where they reside. But the moving, the thing is like they used to say all the time in social media came out was you don't own social media. Um, social I think it's media really, owns you. Probably true. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like in, in that was always said about the idea that like in heavily investing in social media is always a, a, a generally a bad idea, uh, putting all your eggs in that basket because the lots can happen to disrupt that and you don't own it. Uh, so, uh, it's always good to invest in things that you actually own, like your website, uh, and content that you, you house there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just consider the fact that like that is less likely to be, to be disrupted. It's, it's harder for you to be able to organically uh, get people, you know, immediately, like within a year or so, but mm-hmm. it pays dividends over time. So while you're investing in these places, just make sure that you're also investing in something that, you know, has, uh, you know, can grow with you and that you have con- ultimate control over. That's why uh, putting all your eggs in the Facebook basket is 10 years ago or it's 10 years ahead of time now because when it's meta, it'll be where everyone is. <laughs> right. Just go gotta buy, wait. Go buy some stock. They're the bell bottoms of, uh, you know, I don't know, online engagement. Well, they they, they were old and then they're going to be new again, right? Isn't that what people said about that? I don't know. What's the what's the phrase for that? Do, pe- do people wear blue belt or bell bottoms? Yeah, the, <laughs> the the wide leg pant is back and raging. Great. It's so back. my Jenkos are good. Low, low, low rise, rise wide leg. <laughs> Boys on girls on everybody okay. and everything in between. <laughs> Uh, Tui, what, so what, what's your, your hot take then? How do you think events will market themselves without social media? Well, this is really interesting because here in the land of Los Angeles, we have a lot of influencers. And um, it's nice hearing just your thoughts and your process. Of course, anything Nick says, I feel like I mostly agree. But um, creating that community, so having your own platform, um Making sure, I mean, I guess, like, for me, when I'm thinking of events specifically, do we talk about, like, apps and being able to, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what, I feel like everything is run by social media. One of the ways I like to promote events, mailing. Mail's back. People, (laughs) 20 years of people saying mail's back. I would love, if it's not a bill, I'll There's something to that. If it's, like, a cool, Yeah. You no, it's a glitter email. bomb. If I Does went out it? to my mailbox right now, I bet you they stopped delivering because it's so <laughs> full that Just there's probably spiders. a note from the mailman that's like, hey, like empty we your mailbox. We assume you died. Oh, apparently your government oh doesn't send you money via mail. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. no. Dustin, at like 5 a.m. today, I took a, a photo of my 
the building staircase because I went to go check the mail and I didn't have anything. I'm really, I'm really, really sad. Really sad. I also think that <laughs> it's important to say that once you have a customer, you got to fight like hell to keep them and keep in touch with yeah. them. So if somebody's attended your event once, it's never been more important that that experience is fucking amazing. It's never been more important that they know where you're going to be next and the opportunity to sign up is right there. So if you're producing a, you know, a, a conference or event and it's annual make sure you've got your date your location and ticket sales are open the minute the minute that it can be and when you have them in person and they're excited like that is your time to pounce and i'm seeing that more and more successfully um there's a couple marketing conferences that happen in canada where it's like on the last day they open up registration for the next year and there's a there's a great incentives to sign up right then and there and they create some urgency around it and you you buy a regular price but you get vip like it's like there there's a really smart way of making sure that when you have somebody you have to you have to keep them and it's now more important than ever before because the cost per acquisition to go out and get new is so high that grow the audience that you have and make sure that the experience is spectacular and if you're going to keep in touch with them if you're going to put them on an app or you're going to build a community make sure that you got a plan to keep them engaged for however long it's going to take before they're spending with you again which is where I think a lot of people fall short. You think that you're going to create this great community, you're going to put all these people in there, but you don't have a plan to engage and create content. So then it's just another useless app on my phone or it's another useless community that that pings me that I eventually just leave because I don't I just don't have time for it. Taking your uh, attendees for granted is definitely one of the worst sins. Uh, you know, we've, we've had some episodes about taking your sponsors and exhibitors for granted as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same, it's the same idea. Retention trumps, you know, new people mm-hmm. 10 to one for a lot of reasons. Uh, I was only add one more thing. And that is, uh, I also like events to promote events. Uh, yeah. it's, it's in our wheelhouse, oh. you know, like micro events that, that cause excitement and energy around the event coming up, you know, where mm-hmm. you can bring influencers in or, uh, you can just excite a certain base or uh, or be able to take some collateral from that to build buzz around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know how to produce events. So events that, that, you know, small events that help promote larger events is definitely something that we, we can pull off. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's that is a great great point and i don't think we do enough of that i think we're we don't you know really. i think we're we put still, it all in one yeah and we're still protective yeah. over our event and we want you know we want to take it all and i think there's lots of opportunity for partnership with like events that are similar to yours or events that are that are parallel there's there's a lot of capacity for people to go to events so why wouldn't you share you know share that and cross promote each other and yeah that's done great. it with nonprofits where where you uh you create an event uh for a small segment of it uh, and you basically do it to get them super excited about it. And then those people go out and then they, they sell tables or they sell, uh, you know, uh, attention or, or get more people to come in. But ultimately it's about it's, it's a marketing move uh, where you have a, a smaller event just to get the attention and energy going uh, towards the road to the larger event. I think it's such a good point about like that we could totally market uh, other people's events. Like there's almost two concepts you guys have in there, which is like. People should totally, yeah, help market other events, right? Especially if it's, like, at the complete opposite side of the calendar, right? So if your event's in July, right, like, if there's a conference in December, you know, like, definitely helping promote Especially if you don't plan on doing multiple. If you plan on, like, creating this, like, year-long schedule where there's an East conference, a West conference, right? Like, maybe that makes Packs. sense to, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, to, that makes sense maybe to hold and not partner. But at that point, you're probably also not wondering 
how to market your events at that point. You're probably got a pretty pretty big audience. But what I think is also smart is you guys talk about like the micro events, like and and I don't remember how much I really talked about it in the that original social media episode. But like I really do believe that like the days of like having you know one big event and that's it and that's where all the value all the content comes from is like dead like i think that you need to be having like mm-hmm. bi-weekly webinars you need to have a community page where people can connect and you can control the conversation right like that's where i really feel like that community mall is going to be huge mm-hmm. and like, that micro events is, is perfect just basically a target for disruption mm-hmm. because it just says that like you're, you're you know like it's like you're given multiple chips to bet on on something uh and you're putting it on one and like in in a world where everything's shaking mm-hmm. like it's better to spread it out yeah if you haven't realized that disrupt disruption has arrived then you got yeah you got bigger problems can, <laughs> i mean the, the forms it can take I, I just think of like i think of this so much like 20 years ago literally the form i think i only worried about when a produced event was the weather like that was <laughs> that was the uh, major the disruption weather the water could like get on the chairs or like yeah. that was my fear. And it's like, now it's like, Oh yeah, we could have a, you know, uh, some kind of like social media driven, uh, rally against, you know, one of the speakers based on something they said 10 years ago, any day. Mm-hmm. It's like anything could happen randomly at any time. Great. So do so, we move on to another question yeah. or do we Ooh. keep, do we keep no, doing this, is, this one? This is just a topic for today. How many more do you have? 40? Yeah, like, oh, I, like a bazillion. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, I mean, as far I, as, one, yeah, this one has me to go to on this one for sure. I mean, I think that the, the main, like I'm over this topic. <laughs> I think the main pain around social media as it pertains to, uh, marketing people at events is, is, is actually just the glut of people doing it. You know, like mm-hmm. everyone has an event That's and everyone's true. using the same channels and everyone's doing yeah. it about the same way. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, it really is. I think the biggest pain comes down to boringness. Right. Like yeah. just playing it safe. Like that's our that should be our number one fear on social media. Like I think yeah. that you can you can people have less attention, uh, but they still can be shocked out of it very easily. Yeah. You just have to be able to, you know, do things differently. Yeah, that is, I think that is like, that is the winner of the day for comments because there's no reason why we should be fearing losing these channels today because that's not what's happening. I think that if you, if you want to disrupt, then you need to do something, you need to do it differently than it's been done before. And the channel offers you whatever platform you're on, you have a million ways that you can do it. So you have to start thinking about how can you stand out in a very, very, very busy world because that's all that's happening facebook is the worst for it that's all that's happening is you're being sold to sold to sold to so how do you stand out in that pack and make something that will will look different and grab people's attention and you'll buy yourself many 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 more successful years doing it but if you're putting up the same like you know the same event page and with the static with the static images and the long write-up that nobody wants to read like you better figure out how to make video work for you you better figure out how to like how to really grab people's attention and dump content constantly 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 if you you know if i see the same the same ad over and over again i am the person that will click on it and be like hide this ad i'm not interested yeah interesting well uh, oh yeah i'm gonna say get Get good is definitely uh, a way to to do better as far as social media, uh, but I think that like the the main thing is is like not worrying about uh, playing it safe because like literally everyone else has been playing it safe for like ten years now. Like there is a script for this, and your brain just doesn't see it anymore. Just the way, mm-hmm. same way that most people don't see like inorganic ads. 
right. or inorganic stuff in, in Google. You just don't see these posts that are just promotion of dates, times, and the design of it. Like challenge people. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing is that people want they want to see something that is a must attend and not must attend because you're having it, but must attend because there is something happening here that if you're not part of it, you're right. not you're not going to know what's next. Right, and it the has rules to feel like it. the rules of social media haven't changed. Right, it's about creating engagement, so it can't just be a static like you know, come and spend your money, you need to create conversation, you need to create disruption in whatever it is that you're doing. So if people aren't engaging with whatever it is that you're trying to sell, then you're not going to get the you're not going to get the pickup that you think you deserve. And it's it's almost like you can't even pay your way out of it anymore. You used to be able to just pay your way out of that problem. And, and it's so competitive now that it's like you need to you need to find a way to get people to, you know, click comment. Oh, we want to say hi. Well, yes, yes, we want to say hi. Oh, the, oh, you want to say hi? No, you guys are recording a podcast currently. <laughs> um, okay. Who who are you trying oh, to say no, hi to? It's, it's Will's girlfriend. Did you know about this? <laughs> you shouldn't say that. <gasps> oh, my gosh. You shouldn't I'm, say no one. It's only been a week <laughs> since recording? Valentine's Day. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're definitely going to work um, co-work together because I know you're in Newport yes, Beach. Yes, so, Chewy, you missed okay, a lot well, earlier. Wait, we, we, that, could, we have to t- catch up on the turf conversation. This is so juicy. <laughs> Will is so red right now. <laughs> I'm trying to like not lose this train of thought that I have currently on this great idea that you guys gave me. Um, sure. Well, it's okay. So back to the topic at hand. <laughs> I more, I need more caffeine um, and more Michelob Ultras. Uh, so oh, don't pick but, on me what, now, Will. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I'm remembering like you know like I was thinking about like what events are gonna die because of social media going away, right? And I was thinking about I remember back years ago, and I don't think I don't know if there's an equivalent to like today's kind of events. Maybe it's like the Meow Wolf is the equivalent to this. But do you guys remember like the neon? 5Ks where people mm-hmm. like every weekend were having runs where they handed out glow sticks, they did a bunch of light up inflatables with lights, DJs, and boom, like they're selling it for like 50 bucks. And you would always hear about your friend who, like, oh, I want to go to that neon 5K. And they're like, yeah, I end up tripping over a cable and like twisting my ankle or whatever it is, and it being a terrible experience. I don't know, maybe one of my friends went to one and that was the only experience I ever heard about. But like, I feel like these, like, the, the, some of these gimmicky kind of events, right? Gimmicks. Hate parties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, neon things. Like, oh, hey, we're just going to like take on a trend. Color and runs. It on zombie Co- runs. Yeah, co- combi runs. Uh, like, maybe the run industry is really the one who's are I most think they, in danger. Imagine selling a run so. for 20 years or for 100 years, right? It's like basically the same. It's like we're going to go in, in a circle. There will be some water. And they had to really innovate or like it wasn't going to be something that we you know, put on social media. Like like a run doesn't look that great on social yeah, media. Yeah, but that's not true because there's like there's a personal accomplishment there that people want to share. There's like yeah, it's, that's that is, true. That is so different. That's so different. But I, pick, I think throwing the, on the runs. No, but I, I just think that they were they were not visually interesting enough to share to create a viral uh, like a viral nature to attract people to until they right. added this extra stuff on top of it. Like running through the mud and running and, and having people throw powders true. at you, like all that stuff, I think really just invigorated getting non-runners into running Correct. because it looked good in photos. And maybe that's yeah. what we need to do with our and events. It was, maybe we and need it to... was fun, right? Like running totally. Like running a it running a marathon little... is not necessarily fun. Like, feel free to hate on me in the comments, but it's fucking I hard. Like, I have no. It's really no hard, personal and it's experience. it's a very different it's a very different experience than crawling through the mud and like and. I mean, I've 
watched Iron Man many times, so I feel like I'm just as much there as people <laughs> yeah, I know. run you're it. There. You're, you're qualified. Yeah. You're qualified yeah. for this. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin, we need to work on uh, getting you on the back on that Peloton if you're afraid of marathons right now. What's that? I'm not afraid of marathons. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to uh, run one. I'm just not afraid of it. <laughs> Uh, I, ma- okay. I max out at a half just just for the record. After that, I just I can't because <laughs> at that point you're just walking for the rest of it. Uh, the the other half Lim- limping, <laughs> limping the back half. Okay, so what other thoughts do we have in terms of like what the future of marketing events kind of looks like? I mean, uh, I think niche is definitely mm-hmm. the ticket when it comes to events design. Period, uh, and and the marketing would follow suit with that. Uh, so. Uh, sm- more events, smaller events, uh, and and more niche uh, places that throughout the year. So if you're talking about the community model and uh, 365 and that kind of thing, I think that you need to be able to engage smaller segments within the larger segment that you're going to want to attract uh, in throughout the year and then aim those people all at the larger event where they come together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's easier to grab the attention of in six different niche ways than it is for one way that that aims at everybody, all the six concentric circles and aims at the middle. I really think the boring social media is that. I think it ends up being a strategy of like, how do we get all these groups with one message? The answer is you do not. It's you boring. Don't. Yeah. But six really on point things that only speaks to one sixth of your crowd. I don't know why I'm picking six. Uh, and uh, that that's that's doable you know like that that has uh, a possibility of actually resonating because you're like oh this is definitely me like i'm not once you water it down to have it be applicable to everyone it becomes like boring and mm-hmm. and and easily forgettable but don't do that just just you know multiply the messages that you have uh out and then divide those by the amount of different personas that you're trying to go after i know multiply and then dividing uh, I just got to grab a calculator, I, guys. So I'll just be right back. Since I saw that spreadsheet that Will had, <laughs> I'm like very excited yeah. about yeah. yeah, back to zero again. And what? What miles per hour? It's kilometers per hour. <laughs> Eighty-eight. If, if train A back is. And I'll re So up. the last three. Uh, of course, you have a Back to the Future DeLorean on your. I have desk. a bunch. Uh, I have like four at my desk, but they didn't make the cut when you had to call all the stuff out of your old office. Yeah, uh, it's getting busy over here. I, I only have a very limited mobility before I start knocking stuff over. Okay, well, you be, you be careful over there. So the last three events that I bought tickets to, I bought them through being marketed by StubHub in my inbox. Yeah, Because they oh. have figured out how to put the right thing in front of me. And they say, hey, we thought you'd like this. And they're right every single time. And that's where I buy tickets. I don't always buy them from StubHub. I do try and buy them from the promoter whenever they're still available but when they're not then i buy them through stuff up last three events and that's been in the last like six weeks do you do like, bands you know, in town does anybody do that yeah so i was gonna say i use song that's what kick. i use yeah yeah oh, song kick yeah. In town song kick yeah Same yeah thing. i was gonna I say use, like that's also similar to me yeah i just i basically it's like a set it and forget it you know like it, it just uh, anytime these people are around I just get it added to it. I mean, the equivalent of that kind of thing for uh, for B two B would be interesting. Certainly, you know, mm. if topics came up. Somebody should well, make that that group. What's interesting is that like the way that Songkick works. I'm sure Ben's town similar. Is you literally just connect your Spotify account, and it's like, oh hey, here's all the artists you listen to, and it notifies me every single time. Like, hey, here the you know, you know, Matt Zoe is playing in town. Hey, Noise mm-hmm. is playing in town, and boom, like it makes it so easy. Like, I'm almost thinking like. 
what if someone could make like a song kick for interest? I don't know though because it all like who's gonna like sign up for these things? Like so- content. song kicks that is like very like for music goers. I don't know though if you're B2B like B2B content like it could be like on like the the metaverse <laughs> uh, like okay it could be maybe on... a, connects to my reddit and it tells me what conferences i should go to based on my reddit followings yeah mm. if if it's b2b there's enough b2b people on reddit i guess but but that requires me again like another social network to get that data out of it oh that like, it pulls it from i see what you're saying yeah it would it yeah. would have to be to onesie twos like you'd have to they would basically have to sell it to conferences to be part of the algorithm or whatever mm-hmm. uh yeah that's interesting i don't know what you would crawl to pull that from but i mean to, to to your original point though of like the niche is the next big thing right like i see a future where you you know for example this popped in my mind like linus tech tips right big youtube channel that has like people just obsessed by like really nerdy computer things and building computers if that's my audience i would go to linus tech tips and be like hey you guys are trying to do your own conference don't even do it i will literally fund the entire thing I will do everything. I'll and I'll call you know. I'll allow you guys to co-brand it and make it like presented by Alliance Tech Tips. The only thing is that like I want this to be your official conference, and I want you to promote this as much as I promote it. And maybe there's a rev share or something like that in there. But like, like finding that very very specific audience where it exists already somewhere else and jumping in on it, I think would be huge. It's like going to like Bizbash and being like, Hey Bizbash, I know you guys already do your own conferences. We want to do one with you. But we just want your audience, essentially. Like, could that work? Potentially. I think publishing partners in general are probably a smart play as far as marketing mm-hmm. marketing your events. Uh, like, they already have the curriculum uh, of uh, content delivery uh, throughout the year. You know, like, they already have an audience, potentially. Like, sponsoring a series of content leading up to your event uh, that maybe either features topics or the speakers that you have at your event is is also another way to potentially you know get the word out um you know just coming into it with a publishing partner mm-hmm. i think it ends thinking also, of like alternatives to social it also goes back to the long-term game of you you probably need to create your own channels that are mm-hmm. speaking about that right like if you were you know whatever the topic is then you better find a fantastic host on youtube that is going to upload every week that's going to start to build that audience like the short-term fix is partnering the long-term fix is creating your own um mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's like social media marketing world like they didn't have there was no social media conferences so they said like we're going to make our own conference for social media and they already had the audience from what they've been doing right you know uh, there's probably better example maybe we can find some better examples of events who have done it um, and then built an audience around their events. But yeah, I think those are great, uh, at least initial examples to think about. Okay, let's do final thoughts. How are people going to market their events moving into the future? Homing uh, pigeons, little notes on the feet of pigeons, and we send them out and they deliver them to your doorstep. Yeah, ravens. Before or after smoke signals. No, we need, but you, no you, that's cultural so appropriation, you, you, so I'm not going to go there. Is it really? I don't oh, know, of course. Probably. Native American. I don't know. I think that's just. That's it just, feels like that. Let's so just stay. Let's just it. stay right away from that. <laughs> so we're. Well, Will said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all silent over here. Uh, sorry. Okay, so back to the question: well, How will we actually market our events now, moving forward? 
create great consistent content to keep your audience engaged social media is not going anywhere it's just going to be harder and harder and harder to find your place in it so you better start now because it takes a long time to build partners be it uh everyone anyone who has a stake in your event succeeding bring them in uh, ask them how they're going to do it ask them how they're going to make this an, a successful event ask them what they need to help you to help them mm-hmm. that's the big uh, one to really collaborate together and saying like okay we're all in this be transparent and say you know we we want to do this differently and we're we're going to listen to you and and make them partners in the marketing uh and uh the more of those you have from your uh your core attendees who attend you know uh your alumni that attend all the time to your sponsors to your exhibitors to uh, any group that you can think of that has a vested interest in your event success and think outside of the normal groups for those, um, ask them, hey, how do we make this bigger? How do we, What would you do? Uh, and give them stake in it and, and then empower them uh, to be your voice so it's not just a singular voice, but it's lots of voices. To me, that's the best way because it's not, you know, a diminished social media uh, uh, power uh, is is could still be multiplied if it's 10 times as many people doing it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So you can overcome the amount of time that people uh, spend on that if you uh, multiply by the amount of uh, places that they would be touched. I'm going to jump in line, Tui, just because something sparked from Nick. Um, empower your attendees and those that are your closest followers to do the same thing. So make sure that they are empowered to go out and and sell and market on your behalf and make sure that they've got all the tools that they need to tell the world that this is something that they support and they believe in and then you can capture their audiences as well sometimes it's just making people feel special you know just call them out that's surprise and delight it's like focus on the the sense of belonging portion and that going back to the community and being having them be a part of that versus just having them you know watch or be just out like bring them in customize it Mm -hmm. quality over quantity and make it and make the experience exceptional i can't like i can't drive that home enough it's the reason that i talk about c2 to everybody i know because the experience is so exceptional i want every single person to experience it whether it is directly related to what they do or not they do such an amazing job that i tell the world constantly and what c2 has done to you is the ultimate goal of an event. And that is not to create someone who is that, that has changed, but someone who is out there changing other people, you know, a change agent. Ultimately you want to have a transformative enough experience where your marketing is as much as this doesn't sound like very innovative word of mouth. Mm -hmm. It really comes down to like turning people into advocates and you can create that systematically, or you can just say, a bland event will not create people a viral effect. Totally. Then all the marketing dollars in the world don't matter. Ooh. You can get them in uh, once. The goal is retention. The retention and creating champions. I like it. Um, so mine will go back to a marketing basic, which is know your audience, right? Like build an amazing buyer persona and know them so well. Because right now, the reason why social media works really well is you don't have to know your audience. The social network will figure it out for you, mm, right? And they'll do all that work. But if you know your audience really, really well, you'll know where they are outside of social media. And so, like, I'm thinking about 
you know, the, 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 the subset of your audience, if you survey them and get to know them really well, mm-hmm. I bet you there's already a subset of them that don't even use Facebook, that don't use social media, that don't use, you know, LinkedIn. And I bet you talk to them and get, well, where do you go to hang out? I bet totally. you there's some commonalities about where they're hanging out and that's where you can go to market them. So, um, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And you'll save yourself a ton of money. The more you know about your attendees and who you're looking to attract, you can save yourself a ton of money. Don't cast a wide net. Cast the most informed net that you can. It's true. I feel like there's a Whiteboard Wednesday about how to create your attendee personas led by Nick Borelli (laughs) that you can go check out on our website. So It's literally what I'm doing. All the other screens I have in front of me right now are (laughs) working on buyer personas. So Nick, I see you may have had a power outage there. Should (laughs) we be concerned? (laughs) Nope. It's it's the fact that people forget that I'm down here working and uh, they just turn all the lights (laughs) on. <laughs> I love oh, it. I love it. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good ending to the episode. Shall you guys all agree? I agree. I'm really grateful that Tui graced us with her presence today. Mm-hmm. It was very so happy to sweet have you of here, her. Tui. Maybe you'll be on time next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Verbal commitment live on air. <laughs> we got a maybe. Michelle Palsy told me this when I was in Boston at the search event. She goes. Tui, you're going to be late to your own funeral. <laughs> it's not a bad. It's not a bad thing to be late for. So you yeah, take your time. You don't want to be early. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's actually good. I'll tell her that. Yeah, take the scenic route to that. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, letting me spring a question on you, um, and uh, thanks for the awesome discussion. And keep yeah, the questions thanks. coming. Yeah, that was yes. fun. Thanks, Chris, for that topic. Yes. So Chris, um, Chris Knight is an epic name. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Definitely sounds it's like a superhero good. name. That is a superhero name for sure. For sure. Well, no, email us event social media event brew. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode. I'm going to go get a rope. And bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to event brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.